1: And welcome into Crew Call here on Motor Racing Network, taking you into the garage area and talking to the folks to make cars go around in circles and left and right on road courses and all of the fun stuff we love about NASCAR racing. Steve Post, lead pit reporter for Motor Racing Network, joined as I am each and every week by 25-time winning crew chief, championship winning crew chief, Todd Gordon. Hello, Todd. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Well, I'll tell you what, my man, you, boy, I'll tell you, you you get the gig to get out and uh, crew chief for jimmy johnson and uh boy i'm telling you what you guys got about uh Ninth, six minutes six nin- minutes twentieths uh, of a lap twentieths of a lap exactly about uh wow um it's racing we all understand that we is. all understand that that's an option but uh that doesn't mean it's uh doesn't mean it's got to be a little frustrating to uh not not get a chance to uh, to, to call some shots throughout the course of the day
2: yeah yeah all set up by uh all set up by struggles on friday i think uh you know we had a lot to learn and, and we missed our balance so um you miss friday and take the 50-minute practice it's hard to work on these cars I've, i'm learning this whole thing as we go on you know you got two rookies here and jimmy and myself we uh we may have a lot of wins in the past but they're different race cars so um it's we we missed it on friday and, and that led to, to where we qualified on saturday i felt like we were better than that I, Jimmy just, I, we didn't give him enough of a balance and enough of a, a car to in Friday to have any idea what would happen Saturday. So, sure. um, qualify back there and, and you become a victim of those things. That's yep. that's just part of being back there. It's why, that's why qualifying is so important. That's why practice is so important and, and doing it right. And and we made some bad assumptions. Um, I, I will make better ones going forward, but learning the tools that we've got, we, uh, we missed some things. So it, it is what it is. Um, yeah. And we uh, we got 19 20ths of a lap. Then there you go. Absolutely, kind of got kind of got caught up. You know, right. the, the six car spun there, and uh, and Ty Dillon got got spun off the nose. I think of uh, of Chris Buescher, yeah. Uh trying to avoid that and came across. We were well clear of it,
1: <laughs> but but it came to us. The so. the, the, the aftermath of it. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Bennett everybody. You know, everybody talks about it. We been a link. But we bent the hardware that fastens the towing, like the stud was actually bent oh, as well. Oh,
1: okay. So, so, yeah. so
2: getting that off was a challenge. And uh we'll be better prepared to do that in the future. Again, one of those learning situations. But uh, you know, it's unfortunate where it ended up for the Club Windham yeah. uh, you know, eighty four car, and uh we'll
1: we'll go on to work our preparation for the six hundred. It is. It's amazing, it really is. And I think that's I, I think that just states it it states something you've talked about here. These there is so much different about this race car. Yeah. And in the teams that are doing it full time now, what are we at? They're at forty one, forty two races working on this car.
2: And we're on two. You're
1: on two. Exactly. So, so we're behind and we've got we've got things to sort out, but we'll uh
2: we'll work hard at it and now we have a little better better understanding of what some of the tools can do. So yep. outside of that, what a great week, weekend. Yeah. I think uh, I think some great stuff there. You know, Tyler Reddick was on fire. I, that's it'd be fun. We get to talk to Billy Scott yeah. later yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what our program is here. Crew chief for Tyler Reddick. They unloaded up. I mean, they were the best car when, when the lift gate dropped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the whole weekend. I think we all knew it. You looked at the lap times in practice, and they were, uh, they were phenomenally fast. Uh, didn't win the pole, but started on the front row, and uh, uh, they were the best car there.
1: Yeah, and by, the best car ended up winning.
2: By yeah. far the best car there, and, and even through the chaos of all the, all the restarts and what happens there, um they ended up doing the right things i thought tyler did the right things there's there's been some criticism about missing braking zones and things like that and losing but with a car that good you need not to get run over i think he did a good job in that so uh
1: ultimately the best car won what did we learn about the rules new rules the with the um the rules package what did we learn about that for the first road course race
2: they're a handful (laughs) they are a handful you've got less downforce you're slipping and sliding and um you know it, it makes it where the driver driver has to drive the cars and it's uh um interesting there i don't think the choose rule had a lot to do with with changing things up there although you did see you know i think when Kyle bush was second he picked second row inside behind Tyler cuz he felt like that was his best advantage so that gave that gives the drivers a, cha- a, a an opportunity to make a decision so I, I feel like that was good the downforce was i mean you make them harder to drive we usually put on a better show and uh I, Think it was pretty good racing.
1: Pretty good racing, no doubt. The end got a little bit messy, but um you'll have this. That's
2: that's part of these. I mean, there's two racetracks that I feel like that struggle with this. And it's gonna be Coda and Indy. Right. And it's 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 a fact that there's so much asphalt getting to turn one. Right. You know, it's be you can be six wide. Uh both of these places, you've got so much asphalt that's funneling into really two lanes. Two lanes. And two lanes. and it just invites drivers to to be aggressive and and you know, take the braking zone deep and but people five wide and, um, you know, like Watkins Glen has a similar 90 degree corner, but, it, but you've got walls down both sides. You've got right. Armco on the left and you've got the wall to, to yeah, pit road you, on the right. You get
1: three and three you're wides
2: pushing all you can get. Yeah. So, so that our racetrack actually confines the drivers from being crazy. Uh, <laughs> these two places don't, it will be interesting to see how it goes forward.
1: Good stuff. That's for sure. We talked a little bit and we are going to talk to Billy Scott, uh, crew chief for Tyler Reddick. Um, a couple of guys we've spent a lot of time this year talking about Randall Burnett and Kyle Bush, solid, solid day. Um, and you know, I'm not, not uh, Kyle wasn't 100% sure they had a second place car, but boy, they just, they just soldiered it out and did a nice job.
2: They didn't have a second place car. Randall Burnett manufactured to finish for. If you look at it, we had the caution at 42. Everybody's just outside the fuel window. They're, they're two to four laps short on fuel. People trying to save fuel. Kyle's running 12. He's buried him, yeah. back there. That's about where he was. Yeah. And uh, and Randall made the call. He says, I'm going to go ahead and split this in half. And they pitted, put four tires on about three laps before the caution came at lap. that would tend to go. Right. And they stayed out and cycled forward. And then Kyle Busch did what Kyle Busch is capable of doing. Sure. And, oh, and, yeah. You, give, really, him you t- give him position. You give him position. Tire fall off was not that big. It really wasn't. I. There were some people that speculated it was going to be big. I didn't think it would. It, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just guys could run lap times. Road courses don't tend to have, other than Sonoma. Right. <laughs> Sonoma right. will go and we'll, we'll see that. But we yeah. didn't see a lot of tire fall. Off. Randall Burnett brown him to Pitt Road, fill him up with fuel, put four tires on it, put him in a position where he could cycle him forward and let Kyle do his thing. He got the lead at one of those restarts. I know he did, yeah. So, I mean, kudos to Randall for, for exercising
1: the options he had and understanding where he was and making the most of it. No doubt. Good stuff, that's for sure. Blake Harris, we had him on a few weeks ago, a third place finish. They continue to be good. I also like the story of making good out of chaos. We talked about those overtimes. A couple of teams made good out of the chaos. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., career first top 10 on a road course. Mike Kelly, they kept him alive and they had some issues throughout the course of the day, but ended up with a seventh place finish. And Ryan Burgundy and Todd Gilliland, a 10th place finish. Good to see some of those teams getting up there with top 10 finishes. Yeah, yeah.
2: Keeping themselves clean. That's actually in all the chaos at the end, if you could if you could yeah. manufacture a little bit, keep yourself out of it, uh, you're going to be in a good spot.
1: Yes, indeed. And they did, for sure. Good stuff from Coda, and really good stuff from 2311 Racing. Man, oh man, did they go down there. You mentioned it, Todd, when they rolled the the, the gate down on that truck, they had the best car. The guy that oversees that operation, Billy Scott, is crew chief, and he joins us next here on Crew Call. It is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network, and let's go right to the Zoom call. Joining us from over at 2311 Racing is winning crew chief from the race Sunday afternoon in Dakota, Billy Scott, joins us. Hello,
0: Billy. Congratulations. What a great weekend you guys had. Good morning. Thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you don't get a chance to, to live those out, so it was a fun weekend. When did you know? Okay, Todd Gordon in our opening said, before
1: you guys or when you guys lowered the lift gate on Friday, you guys had the upper hand with that race car. When did you know you had such a good car? When did you feel really good about your race car?
0: Yeah, no, he, he's right. Um, and we felt that way just, you know, between obviously having Tyler Reddick come on board um, and his success uh, last year on road courses um, and then, you know, having to, been fortunate enough to go to the test over the off season, um, you know, unloaded good, but knew we had some stuff to work on. And, uh through a lot of hard work of his and everybody here at, at 2311 and uh, the sim group and stuff, we we you know worked on those things for months and made a lot of what we thought were good advancements and uh, left us very optimistic. But man, you uh you know we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to not let Tyler down. You know you know it's not the driver for sure when we get there. So um, if we were not competitive, it was definitely going to be on us manufacturer and manufacturer and as a team. And, um, you know, so we had the confidence and when we, when we unloaded and it was about lap two or three into practice and I said, oh man, they're in trouble. You know, it was, uh, (laughs) that's the reality. And it was cool to see that play out and, and to have that speed and, um, just sat back and watched them at that point.
2: Talk about the anxiety that having a car that that's good brings to the crew chief sitting on the box for calling the race.
0: Totally different than than what we experience most of the time. And uh, you know, we talked about it last night that the fastest car doesn't always or seldom wins the race. So um, yeah, certainly puts everything in a new perspective. You start focusing on on what, you know, not you don't want to go in focusing on mistakes, but what what to do right, execute right, um, and just play it safe in some respects. I mean, that's kind of was our mentality and going into the strategy side of it. And uh, and just making sure we execute everything, had a good plan and, and you know, dot dot our I's, cross our T's and uh, and not not give them, not make an error for them. Yeah, so.
2: So, OK, then let me let me go into that. The play and the safe piece. Were you yeah. concerned when most of the top 15 didn't pit with you at that caution at lap 13? I mean, and, and then I guess beyond that, did you think about staying out for the stage win in the, the bonus point?
0: Um, no, no, honestly, when you go into it, um, with that speed and the expectation of winning, we, we saw this as our, this is our chance to win. We're not going to let any, um, you know, stage points along the way influence that. Uh, that was, that was definitely clear in our minds. And, um, you know, we had the the mentality of a three stop from the beginning, um, you know, as, as close together as the two strategies look to play out, if fall off was what we predicted, um you know in during practice, unfortunately, a yellow came out and didn't really have a great feel for the long run um speed and fall off, but that's what we felt was going to be the the right way going into it uh you know had early yellow that kind of played into it and when that when that yellow fell, we debated about it for a minute, uh but it was early enough in the race that we wanted to make sure we stayed on the uh advantage side of tires and fuel and all of that so yes we were a little bit surprised at how many cars stayed out we certainly knew that the ones we were racing were at least some of them were going to just do the opposite of us and it was one of those borderline calls that do seven laps on tires and two refires does that matter enough to put new tires on and how many spots does it matter it, sure it's a it's a toss-up there's obviously not a 100 percent right call or the whole field does the same thing but uh, so we were a little surprised by how many cars stayed out, but at the same time, our mentality was we're going to stay on the aggressive side. When we come to a situation like that where somebody was going to have an advantage and somebody was going to have a disadvantage, we wanted to be on the ad- advantageous side. And not, not that we needed a tire advantage, um, just if someone was going to be at a disadvantage, we didn't want to be that car. Uh, that's when you get taken advantage of. It's when you get put in a vulnerable spot. and you know, certainly there's risk coming through the field uh, when you have to restart back in the teens like we did. But, you know, Tyler executed that uh, perfectly. Uh, he made very short work of cars that were on um, similar tires and uh, started marching through the field pretty quick. And, and it was only a few laps that, that we were um, in a concerning spot and in, in behind. What's that relief factor like when you pull the strategy and you find yourself mid-pack back
1: there, back in the teens? What's that relief factor like when it gets clear, when it gets up in the top three or top five and know that the strategy didn't bite you by somebody running you off the racetrack or anything? What's the relief factor as a crew chief when that works out?
0: Yeah, that was big, um, no doubt. Those, those couple laps there when he was working his way past them, I, that's where the, the dangerous part is. And uh, like I said, I, you know, some of those guys, when they were at a disadvantage, they were worried about their own race. They were trying to make the most of it. They just earned their stage points before the restart. So it was early enough in the race too, that I I think most guys weren't willing to put themselves at risk either. You know, they have a faster car coming, you know, the fastest car uh, anyway, but also on a seven, eight lap tire advantage. So I I think all of them did a great job of just showing respect to them and, and not holding them up and not not putting themselves or us at risk so you know it was a little bit nerve-wracking uh at, at times between that and the fuel mileage stuff um but like i said it, it played out well and pretty quickly knew that yes it worked out we were going to be on both a tire and fuel advantage um for the rest of the race if it went green and uh and honestly we're still our whole goal with doing that was to just minimize the number of laps that an untimely caution would negatively affect us. And that exists no matter what. So if you're on two-stop strategy, three-stop, you're pitting here, you're running long, there's always a chance the caution comes out at the wrong lap, somebody's going to be a big loser and somebody's going to be on, you know, gain a lot. So we just wanted to make those number of laps that that was possible as few uh, as we could and uh, and you know, we did have some untimely cautions, but had some other ones fall our way, so it fortunately worked out well.
2: You alluded to it earlier, but you know the the effort that's gone in the road course program, right? Toyota is, I think, as a whole, it was it was documented last year. Road courses were a struggle at times, but right. uh, got to be going to that tire test and then getting back to the simulator helped helped you guys push this program forward. And 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 talk about how much effort went into that.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Yes, um, like you said, well documented that. That was not the strong suit of the manufacturer in as a whole. And uh, you know, there were changes made um over the off season from all manufacturers with with the front ends for different reasons. And we obviously go back here with a different arrow package, even then we test it. So, you know, it was it was a little bit of both there. So we uh you know we had that going into the season. We were optimistic about it. We definitely put a lot of effort into knowing, you know, through the ride height deltas and some things we see you know at a road course that is perhaps different than than these high downforce tracks that we needed to work on and uh you know everybody and that's that's on TRD side from Joe Gibbs Racing that we partner with so well and from us internally on just things we can do to control the uh the attitude throughout the uh throughout the lap through different elements of the track that we we put a big focus on that and um and that was one of the elements and uh glad to see it it's it's paid off and, and I definitely think as a whole um little more parity this year.
2: Yeah, definitely. I feel like you, you alluded to it. NASCAR worked with the OEMs to kind of create create that box, right? To get the cars more equal in downforce and drag numbers. And and I think it's changed a little bit of how we've seen the outcome of these races. Talk about the tough start to the season for you guys. And and were you concerned in that? Did you, did you all have confidence going through that? And then I guess the next piece is,
0: is what does this win do for you going forward? Yeah. So I guess the, the good thing about our rough start to the season was it was just in certain circumstances. Um, so, you know, we came out of the gate at the clash ran really well with both cars. We were contending, you know, up front at Daytona, you know, leading a line racing for the lead when we, when we got wrecked there. Um, so, you know, the performance side of it, we felt really strong about, we knew we had speed, um, the relationships and all the communication between both the two teams and between Tyler and, and our group, everything was going really well from the very beginning. So it wasn't too concerning. You know, it was definitely you don't want to be back there in points. We had some situations where the way the metrics added up, we had, you know, bad qualifying efforts and, you know, had an issue at, at uh, you know, at California where we are at Vegas where we weren't even able to qualify. Um. So, you know, there was some things like that, that at the moment, um, looked really bad. It was certainly not when we walked in the garage and we're back in the thirties and points, it's, you know, not what we intended, but we had a lot of confidence that we would turn that around quickly. And, uh, and then even the last couple of weeks being able to contend up front at the very end of the race, you know, coming down to the last couple of laps, you know, thought we had a shot to win both Phoenix and Atlanta. And, uh, and like you said, now that we've got that win out of the way, um, certainly eases that. We're not, not worried about points, and it can, it can change how we approach in certain situations the races going forward because now we will um, go for stage wins, not necessarily stage points at all, um, stage wins and race wins. And, you know, we've got uh, 20 races or so to, to keep accumulating bonus points for, for the chase. This week, the NASCAR Cup Series rolls into Richmond, Virginia
1: um, with the package that we have uh, debuted at Phoenix, had a test session at Phoenix. Um, how do we build off from that? What's your expectations for what we're going to see at
0: Richmond? Um, no, I, I enjoyed that racing. I think, you know, it, having the car sliding around, it's, it's certainly an, another added element for it. Um, you know, it, it provided good racing, I think, in Phoenix and uh, and in Coda, so you know, we're looking forward to it. We, you know, built off of, like you said, Phoenix. We had a, had a practice session there and everybody's first, uh, first chance to run that package on track. So got a few notes to build on going into Richmond, but it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fall off again, managing tires and uh, driving sideways. So, you know, Tyler's one of the best at that. So I think this um, low downforce package is, is playing into our hand.
2: Stage two and stage three, both, both places like 160, 170 laps. That lets you get a glimpse at which way you wanna make that final stage off of stage two, right?
0: Right. Yeah, it's gonna be another one much like the Coda deal, I have a feeling where you know, you're gonna have guys doing different strategies and um you know, it's if you're the fastest car like Coda we were, it's uh it's a little bit nerve wracking when when guys are doing something different. And uh, you know, if you're if you're the one running running third or fourth and and you know your your chance at winning and can often be by getting a, a lucky caution and you can do something different. It's, it's nice to have that um, option available. So, you know, I think that provides some entertainment for the, for the fans when guys get on different strategies. And, and like you said, I expect to see it maybe a couple of times this weekend at Richmond. And,
2: and, and I want to, I want to touch back to a couple of road course things. Uh, uh, one, Denny made a comment about trying to emulate Tyler in the simulator. Uh and, and, and he even commented that he couldn't get there. Like he, he tried to, right. is Denny involved in your team in that way from an owner? Does, do you still collaborate with
0: him as a driver as well? Uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting relationship. You know, certainly have never been in that situation before where not just have an owner that's a driver, because there's just a few of them out there, right, and, and have been over the years. But when he's an owner of this team and driving for another one, um, certainly, a, you know, a fine line there back and forth and where he can contribute and, and, you know, what that does for him. So, uh, no, we work closely with those guys on a weekly basis. That's the good part is, you know, the relationship between 2311 and JGR is one of the best. It's certainly, I couldn't imagine a, uh, an alliance that works any more effectively than what we've got. Um, so we're super happy with that. And, you know, Denny, Denny being around, he's one of the four drivers, but they all interact pretty well, but, yeah, he came over uh to a session. It was actually, you know, Thursday right before we headed to the airplane. And Tyler had uh it's probably his 10th session in there or whatever, but uh you know, he went in there to work on a few last minute things. Actually found some, you know, little little more speed there. And uh and then he was there for most of it, hanging out, listening to the interactions back and forth. And uh and then I think they had a session afterwards. And it's hard to, it's hard to jump in there and and do that. I mean, number 1 Tyler's perfected his craft on road courses so you know it's it's certainly hard to match in any given amount of time um but you know you don't always know how real it is right so Mm -hmm. you know denny jumps in there and, and trying to make sure that tire files and arrow maps and all that stuff are actually accurate there's always that question and i think that was what we all had going into the race is like yes he he made speed on a computer uh a video game but but how well that translates to reality you never know till you get there
1: Final question for you here, uh, Billy, the buzzword topic, and, and I'm, I am i generally, we don't talk, spend a lot of time here on Crew Call talking about drivers, okay? This is more crew chief and mechanics and nuts and bolts, but the buzzword this week is respect, and one thing that comes out of CODA is uh, Kyle Busch, Alex Bowman, William Byron, those guys were running. They have a lot of respect for your driver. Your driver has apparently, over the course of time, given them a lot of respect, what is that like as a crew chief to know that on the respect scale, you're on the positive side of that and and and, and maybe less opportunity for for some shenanigans that, that 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 have happened over the course of time and will continue to happen with those that don't have that respect?
0: Yeah, no doubt. That's a huge factor. Um, you know, I didn't really know where his respect level stood. <laughs> yeah. you, you never know what somebody's willing to do to win a race. Um, I'll be honest, I did feel really good once the eight picked behind us a couple times. Um, You know, (laughs) Kyle is one of the most respected drivers out there and shows the most respect. You know, it's very seldom you see him in confrontations uh, when it comes down to it on the offensive side. um, You know, he treats everybody fair. He definitely did an awesome job of racing hard. He was still going for the win, but I think all those guys knew, um, you know, if they didn't get alongside him and get him cleared before they got to the ss he was going to be tough to beat and uh, and just the fact that they respected that speed and that you know what the work Tyler put in that that's that says a lot about them you know we' certainly appreciate it with all them racing that way um, you know there was certainly some chaos behind us on those final three four restarts that we had to endure um, but thankfully none of them got up front uh, able to stay in front of it and uh, and definitely appreciate everybody Racing us that way, I'm sure that will go a long way for, for him returning the favor when the time comes.
2: I, I'm going to hit you with one more. I know Steve okay. said that was last question, but I want to hit this Not because good. I think it's special. Um, talk about Kurt Busch being in victory lane and his involvement still in the race team and your race team. I, it was great to see his emotion on TV. You could really heartfelt emotion of, yeah. of you guys winning and, and being proud of everybody. But talk about that on your side.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty fitting that he was able to be up there, call the race, to have that raw emotion come out in the moment. You know, we don't know it at the time, but, you know, watching it back and, and listening to him and and that's what it's all about. I mean, you know, he was brought here to help not just build this team, but build the company. He is, you know, one of the most experienced, respected, um, knowledgeable drivers that, that there's ever been, um, you know, a champion, obviously, and he continues to impress us all, continues to be a positive influence. You know, having to deal with what he did and getting taken out of the car, not by choice, having to process all that. It's really easy for somebody to get frustrated and, and disappear or shut down or, you know, just feel feel sorry for themselves. And he has been completely the opposite. You know, he has taken it as a uh, as a lesson and, and able to pass that along to us. All, you know, all of us, we now don't take things for granted. Quite as much as we probably did before and and uh and him being around is a big part of that so he continues to be here every day um you know he attends the meetings he's at the racetrack he's out there walking the track with us you know he's a integral part of it they'll go to the sim sessions um he has so much value from the driver's side from even giving us comments of what he sees them doing sometimes during the race just to be able to key up on them on the intercom and say, Hey, look, I, th- I think you need to ask this question or hey, think I ne- you need to think about this. Mm. Um, you know, he, he's an integral part of the race team. He is as much a part of this win as, as anybody on our team and uh, for him to, to get to call it, but then be there to celebrate at the track in victory lane. And uh, you know, I, I know it's, it's been his car. It was his car when it was made. And, and he wants to be out there, but he's, uh, he's done a great job embracing Tyler. He loves him. He's, he's the biggest supporter of him um, there could be, and, and uh, you know, glad he could be a part of it. It was, uh, it was
1: enjoyable enjoyable for sure it really was uh, kurt bush a, a huge asset for wherever he's been over the course of his career he's yeah. made the teams better along yeah. the way and even in the non-driver role he continues to do that billy it's always a pleasure to chat with you congratulations on the win and uh, we'll see you at richmond this week but thanks again for the time here on crew call all right you're welcome thank you guys there we go billy scott twenty-three, eleven crew chief for tyler reddick joining us here stay with us more in just a moment Welcome back to Crew Call, Steve Post and Todd Gordon here, and boy, I tell you what, I always love my visits, whether it's in the garage area, leaning up against a stack of years, or uh, here on Crew Call, Billy Scott, man, he really breaks it down, and fascinating guy, and loves seeing the success he's having.
2: Yeah, me too, me too. Work with Billy back, uh, first time I really worked with him was 2010 MWR, uh, great person, great guy, uh, very, very articulate, very attention to detail. Um he's a he's a great leader, and I think they've got they're going to do some special well, things he and Tyler i think uh, I think it's a great
1: pairing and look forward to what they can do I do too I think that is a great pairing as well all right, Richmond this weekend, and you and Billy talked about it. this is one of those this is one of those as a pit road reporter. this is one of those make sure you have an extra pen because you're going to be jotting down. The other thing that i I love as a pit road reporter is when we have Todd Gordon at these strategy races, so we're not going to have Todd Gordon at these strategy races but Richmond, too, I go Richmond to Richmond two, you go to um, a lot of strategy, specifically with stage two and three, the length of those stages. Yep. We have been all over the map with these cars and I would expect more of the same.
2: I, I would. And I think uh, I think we saw, you know, I was there for the spring race last year and uh, it was it was interesting. I'm trying to remember what it was. Martin Truex did one strategy. I think he two stopped the second stage yeah. and, and won the stage. And then James Small single stopped the third stage and didn't end up getting there. Uh, uh, Rudy Fugle tried to do it on a one stop, and I thought it was going to be. It was interesting because he did that, and and Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick both double stopped it, and they were slicing through the field. I, I was, it was for me, it was yeah. really exciting to watch because I I saw it coming from about twenty five to go, and uh, and just dicing through trying to get through traffic. It was almost like. Denny and Kevin knew that whichever one of them got yeah. out front was going to win. Yeah. Like, because they, they ended up catching uh, William Byron with, I think, five to go. Yeah. And, uh, and it was that
1: chaos of will they get there? Will they get there? Will they get there? Yes.
2: And, yes. And you felt yeah. like it was. Now, the, the, the caveat I think that we'll see this year is at Phoenix, when we went to this lower down force, I don't feel like the tire falloff was as big. So it may play back into the one, that stop. one stop. So all these crew chiefs have got to be looking at these same things and saying, what are we going to do? And I feel like stage two, is it if green. it goes green, is going to be the one that kind of prepares you for where you can be for stage. Now, there's going to be a caution in the middle of stage two and nobody's going to know what to do. <laughs> I love Richmond. It's such great racing. Two different
1: corners, yeah. big sweeping turn one. Tight as can be, turn three. Uh, it's it's a great show, no doubt. Really, really good stuff. While we're at Richmond, the Truck Series is off of Texas. The Zane Smith, Chris Lawson show continues. Man, oh man, what a what a start they're having to this year. They're duplicating what they did last year, exactly. Right? Yeah. Other
2: than it. other than they got disqualified at Vegas the last year, yeah, and they didn't right. this year. So uh, kudos to those guys. And, and and you see it, you know, they brought some more things in in into house. Uh, Talked to Chris about that. Yep. With the with the departure of DGR going to being Tricon and Toyota, uh, they've had to do more of it internally, and and they've. They've not lost a step at all.
1: Now, truck series standalone, so it's the modified pit stops. We're going to do a little bit of different pit strategy down there. Be interested to see who does that. None of those, none of those cup interlopers or interlopers. Yep. Really good test to see what happens. So fascinating to see what happens down at Texas. Yeah, well. we
2: got great racing in two different places. We got the trucks and IndyCar down in Texas. We got yeah. trucks at what Saturday afternoon. Saturday and then afternoon. Yep. We've got Xfinity and and Cup at Richmond. Uh, Xfinity being oh, a early but,
1: afternoon race. So and but we don't we start before that Friday night. NASCAR wheel and modifies it. Ah, the modifies
2: it. Richmond.
1: Oh man, I will tell you what, I've been I've been pumped up about this since the schedule came out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Motor Racing Network, a busy, busy weekend. Friday night, six thirty p.m. Eastern time. It is the racing is for uh, Virginia is for racing lovers. One fifty NASCAR wheel and modified tour race. Three broadcasts on Saturday, ten a.m. NASCAR Cup Series practice and qualifying from Richmond. Eastern Time, the Toyota Care 250 NASCAR Xfinity Series race from Richmond, and 4 p.m. in the afternoon, Speedy Cash uh, 250 NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series from Texas Motor Speedway, and then Sunday afternoon, 2.30, the Toyota Owner's 400 NASCAR Cup Series race. Busy, busy week, multiple locations, all hands on deck, all series of racing. This is fun NASCAR season we're getting into now. Saturday would be a great road trip day. Tune in to... Tune, Tune in to in. MRN. Tune in to MRN. Put the top down on the convertible and just go for a yeah, race. Racing all day long. Absolutely. So it is good. And we have weekly shows you can catch up with as well. NASCAR Live Tuesday night, our Tuesday night tradition. NASCAR Live Wide Open, which is NASCAR Live plus a lot more. Of that podcast. Drops on Thursday. NASCAR Coast to Coast, covering the routes, including NASCAR Wheel and Modified Racing. Wing Nation, covering Sprint Cars. And, of course, this NASCAR Crew Call. So make sure you are subscribing and following along to the entire podcast offering that MRN has. Going to miss you at Richmond this week, but uh, I'm sure you have a good spot to watch the race from. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, breaking it all down next week here on Crew Call. Yeah, can't wait. There we go. He's Todd Gordon. I'm Steve Post. Thanks for joining us this week here on Crew Call on the Motor Racing Network.